reading this afternoon is from John 10. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me, just as the father knows me and I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheepfold. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my father. Well, 320 cases so far, um, four deaths, and we're now moving from the containment phase to the delay phase here in the UK. So I wonder, as you come today, this lunchtime, how are you feeling about the coronavirus. You've probably read this morning that the entirety of Italy is now in lockdown and we're apparently 10 to 14 days behind. Um, this coronavirus really has taken the, the world by storm, not in a good way, and people are fearful, they are scared. Perhaps just not for themselves, for their work, business, the economy, other people. Uh, panic buying is going on. Did you see that there is now an international shortage of toilet paper? Did you see this? Like, out of all the things you'd expect people to stockpile, right? Food, water, the essential necessities. It is toilet paper that people are running for. And some psychologists are trying to give a reason why. I picked this up from Sky News. This is Dr. Demetrius Spirikos from UCL. He says there's a difference between disaster panic and general panic with toilet paper becoming a symbol of the latter. He says disaster panic is normally for something you have more information on, such as natural disaster. You know it is going to happen and you usually know it will last a couple of days. And you can prepare by being somewhat rational with what you buy. But in public health issues, that we have no idea about the time or intensity, we buy more than we need to. It's our only tool of control. And he goes on to explain that because toilet paper has a long shelf life, it is prominently displayed in the supermarkets as big in size, that we are psychologically drawn to it in times of crisis. Now look, I don't know what to make of that. I'll leave the psychology to the psychologist. But as a Church of England minister, let me pick up on the theology. It's our only tool of control. Now, of course people are fearful then. Of course people are scared. Of course people are panic buying if, this, if they think that is their only tool of control. If ultimately there is no one else out there, no one ultimately in charge, 
No one looking out for them. It's all down to you and me. We better do whatever we can to keep ourselves safe. But what if there is someone else out there? What if there is someone else looking out for us? Caring for us? Going to unprecedented lengths, whatever it takes, to make sure humanity is safe and secure. Not just in this life, this life, but ultimately for eternity. That would make a lot of difference, would it not? And how does Jesus describe himself in this passage? This very famous passage, this very famous phrase. I am the good shepherd. Just look down at verse 11, the start of our passage. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And we see it again in verse 14. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Here is Jesus Christ promising his followers all the reassurance they need. And you and I can have that same reassurance today. In the face of coronavirus, in the face of anything you might be facing right now. We have nothing to fear. So let's take a look at this phrase, understand what it means, how it applies for us today. I'm going to hone in on verses 14 to 16. First, the good shepherd knows his sheep. Jesus says, verse 14, I am the good shepherd, I know my sheep, and my sheep know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. Now, why good shepherd? Why, why not just the shepherd? I'm the shepherd, the shepherd knows his sheep. Why specifically say I'm the good shepherd? Because there are a lot of bad shepherds out there. Did you see that in verse 12? The hired hand, who's not the shepherd, does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. And he runs away, verse 13, because he cares nothing for the sheep. And if you know John's Gospel, this is in the context of chapter 9 and the spiritually blind religious leaders who have just treated the blind man so callously. And Jesus is saying, I'm not like that. I'm the good shepherd. I'm the true shepherd. I'm the one who cares deeply about my sheep. And so deeply does Jesus care about his sheep, he likens it to the unbreakable bond between father and son from all eternity. It's highly likely that Jesus has Ezekiel 34 in mind here from the Old Testament as he declares himself the good shepherd. In Ezekiel 34, God promised a future day. I will seek the lost. I will bring back the strayed. I will bind up the injured. And I will strengthen the weak. And Jesus Christ is saying, I am that promised one. I know which of you are lost and need finding. Which of you are straying right now and need to be brought back? Which of you are injured right now and need binding up? Which of you are weak and need strength? Jesus knows the condition of every one of his sheep. And the better a shepherd knows his sheep, the better he can care for them. What a comfort that is today. If we are to trust in Jesus Christ. To have his care for us. Looking out for you, caring for you, 
knowing your condition and knowing our need better than we know ourselves. Now, back then in an agrarian society, this would have been a very powerful image, the image of a shepherd. And it might be a little bit harder for us to appreciate the metaphor here in the urban context in London. But just think now of someone who is dear to you, someone you love dearly, you care for. If you're a parent, think of your children. I mentioned I have four, and they're each of them unique, each of them with their own particular needs, different ways of loving them, caring for them, disciplining them, but ultimately nothing I wouldn't do for them. And this is a little picture of how Jesus knows his sheep, knows their condition, cares for them, will do anything for them. And of course, unlike me, or you, as parents, loved ones, Jesus' knowledge is perfect. His care for us is always what we need, and that is true even now, amidst coronavirus, work stress, political upheaval, whatever is going on in your life right now. Jesus, the good shepherd, who knows his sheep. But there's more in these verses. He doesn't just know his sheep really well. He will actually go to unprecedented lengths and lay down his life for his sheep. End of verse 15. We've just seen I'm the good shepherd, Jesus says. I know my sheep, my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me, I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. You want to know how much Jesus cares for his sheep, cares for you if you're trusting in him, the lengths he will go to. He will do whatever it takes, even give up his own life to keep his sheep safe forever. Now, Jesus does seem to be stretching the metaphor a little here because as wonderful as it is for a shepherd to be prepared to give up his life for the sheep, if the shepherd dies... There's no one left to protect the sheep. They're no longer safe. So how can it be said that Jesus' death, Jesus laying down his life, guarantees our safety today? We need to think of the wider context of John's Gospel and what Jesus has been saying from the beginning. Because as dangerous and as serious as the coronavirus is, Jesus knows there is something even more dangerous and even more serious. And that is the spiritual virus that has infected every human heart. Our danger is not ultimately out there. Our ultimate danger is in here. In the temper we can't control, in that addiction we can't break free from, in that love of career that keeps us from the family. Ultimately, sin separates us from God, separates us from each other, separates us from ourselves. We all like sheep have gone astray, the prophet Isaiah says. Each has turned to his own way. That is what sin is. But the verse doesn't end there. But the Lord has laid on him the iniquity, the sin of us all. And so Jesus knows our spiritual condition as he says this phrase, I'm the good shepherd. He knows the ultimate spiritual danger we are in. And he knows what it will take to keep us safe on Judgment Day. Having our sin, our iniquity, laid upon him. 
That word for, the good shepherd lays his life down his life for the sheep. That word for in the Greek is huper, it means on behalf of. Whenever that preposition comes up in John's Gospel, it always occurs in the context of sacrifice. And so when Jesus says, I am the good shepherd, he's saying, I will lay down my life on your behalf as a sacrifice for your sin. Bearing God's judgment to keep you spiritually safe before him forever. Kenneth Bailey, New Testament scholar, died 2016, age 85. He grew up in Egypt. He spent 40 years studying the cultural context of the Middle East and wrote a number of books to help Western readers like ourselves to understand what Jesus taught in the Gospels like this phrase, I am the good shepherd. Ken Bailey describes how there were two types of sheep pen in the Middle East at the time, one in the town or village and one in the countryside. Jesus referring here to the one in the countryside where there were sort of four bricked walls Um, Not too high, but as high as here. Thorns on the top and a little doorway for the sheep to come in and out of. But there was no door. There was no gate. You think, well, how does that work? What's stopping the sheep from escaping or predators coming in? Guess where the shepherd slept? Across the gap. He was the door. He was the gate. Protecting the sheep, making sure none could wander off or escape, and not let any wolves or predators come in over my dead body. And so when Jesus is saying here, I am the good shepherd, do you see what he's saying? He's saying, I will will do everything it takes to keep you from wandering off. I will do everything it takes to keep any predator from you, including our own sin." Over my dead body. And ultimately that's what it cost. Because 2,000 years ago, on a cross, outside Jerusalem, Jesus Christ did exactly that. He died. He laid down his life. For you, for me, for our sin. Bearing God's judgment. Tasting hell. So that you and I would never have to. And could be absolutely sure of relationship with God. Not just now, but into eternity. Eternally safe eternally secure, no matter what happens to us in this life, completely safe. And so if you are in any doubt of God's love for you right now, his care and concern for you, oh, it sounds great, you say, how do I know it's true for me? Look to the cross and see the Son of God, Jesus Christ, the Good Shepherd, lay down his life for you. And it was for you, personally. It happened in time. It is real. You can trust it. And know he really does care for you, is concerned for you, will do whatever it takes to keep you safe with God. Such is his love for you. So the good shepherd knows his sheep. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Thirdly and finally, the sheep listen to his voice. Have a look at verse 16. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice. And there shall be one flock and one shepherd. 
What does it mean to trust in Jesus Christ today, to know you are eternally secure? It is to listen to his voice. To acknowledge what he says about our spiritual condition. About the danger we are in. And trust in him to keep us safe. You know, sometimes people say to me, you know, if God's a God of love, why all this talk about sin and judgment and, and hell? I hope you can see that we only see the true depths and lengths of God's love for us in Jesus Christ once we realise how serious our condition is and what it took Jesus Christ to keep us safe. Do you recognise your condition? Do you recognise the spiritual virus that has infected every human heart? Then confess your sin. Trust in Jesus Christ. You are eternally secure. Now imagine most of us here are Christians. We are listening to Jesus' voice. But then notice in verse 16 that there are other sheep not yet in the sheep pen. Jesus is talking here to Jews, but Jesus' flock was never meant to be limited to Israel. His flock is global. Every tribe, every nation, every time. And so here's our responsibility. To make sure that people hear the voice of Jesus Christ today. As we share the message of Jesus Christ with our friends and with our colleagues. You know, in the past, Christians have often stood out in times of um, plagues, pandemic diseases, precisely because of the way they responded to them, not panicking, not thinking only of themselves, you know, like the hired hand, like the religious leaders of the day, but helping others, thinking of others, loving others, being sacrificial with others, just as Jesus Christ has lovingly been sacrificial to us. So don't panic about this coronavirus. Of course we need to be vigilant, take precautions, wash our hands regularly, self-isolate if we think we are infected. But do you also see this as an opportunity to speak up for Jesus Christ? To point people to the good shepherd? The one leader you can trust right now who will keep you eternally safe no matter what comes your way for the rest of this day, this week, or no matter how bad this coronavirus spread becomes. Take comfort, be encouraged, keep trusting in Jesus, point others to him, and long for that day, that final day in the new creation, where we'll stand there as one flock under one shepherd. And let me pray that for us now. Let's pray. Father, thank you very much indeed for this passage, a very timely passage given what's happening not just here in the UK but across the world right now. And wherever our fears are, personal fears, work fears, fears for others, please would you fix our eyes very clearly and firmly on Jesus Christ and his statement here that he is the good shepherd who knows his sheep, knows our condition, knows what we need and has already in history gone to unprecedented length to make sure we are ultimately safe. Please help us to trust in that reality and please help us to point others to Jesus as the Good Shepherd. And we ask it for his name's sake. Amen.